Welcome back, MTN Giants Podcast. We're going to preview week number seven. The Giants are hosting the Commanders. And the Giants are still three-point underdogs. I mean, not much of a surprise. The Giants do have uh, some key injuries still. Andrew Thomas, John Michael Schmitz, Schmitz um, possibly Daniel Jones. I don't think he'll play. He has not been cleared for contact, so it seems like a long shot. But anyway, we'll preview the game, go over the injuries, and then do the NFL spread picks at the end. Hope you guys enjoy. Leave a like, and let's get into it. So as I mentioned, the Commanders are three-point favorites. They come in this season at 3-3. Three and three. They just ended a three-game losing streak last week versus the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons had every opportunity to win that game, but Desmond Ritter, gunning Desmond Ritter. Um, the Giants have dropped four straight, of course. They have not won since their Week 2 second-half comeback at Arizona. The Giants have not scored a touchdown in, like, three games, or offensive touchdown, I should say. So I do think that streak will end this week. I mean, they came to the one-yard line twice against Buffalo, so I, I do believe this will end. And honestly, I think the Giants have a good shot at winning this game. I don't know if I'm going to bet this game, but I do feel like the Giants may win this one. If they come out with that same energy that they did on Sunday night versus Buffalo, they're going to win this game. Because if you can compete with Buffalo that closely, I mean, no offense to the commanders. They're not in Buffalo's, uh, you know, tier of NFL teams. So I do think the Giants can win this game. It just depends, like, you know, how they come out and, you know, all that type of stuff. So anyway... Washington's offense is 15th in scoring, 22.2 points per game. They're 25th in turnovers. I'm sure Sam Howell holding onto the ball and, you know, fumbling interceptions probably does not help that. They are 10th in passing attempts per game and 30th in rushing attempts per game, which surprises me because they have a good running back in Brian Robinson. But, you know, they for some reason want to pass the ball a lot more. Of course, they have a new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, coming over from the Chiefs, and I'm sure that influences some of that. Um, Washington's defense is 29th in points allowed. They have let four teams score over 30 against them in six games, and that's including the Chicago Bears on that Thursday nighter. So the Washington defense, which does have really good names on it, surprisingly has not been good this year. They're middle of the pack, 14th in turnovers forced. They're 27th in passing yards allowed at uh, per game at 248.2 yards per game and 23rd in rush defense at 129 yards per game on the ground. So this Giants offense should have their opportunities. Um, it just comes down to can the Giants defense stop Sam Howell and this Washington offense. And this Washington offense does have good weapons. I don't want to, you know, kind of just brush that off. Like, they do have two good running backs. I think Antonio Gibson's a good back. He just has the fumbling issues, and Ron Rivera probably hates him. But, you know, still, they have Jahan Dotson, a second-year receiver who, yes, had a horrible drop last week in Atlanta. But, you know, Terry McLaurin, um, Curtis Samuel guys like that, Logan Thomas, like they have a good amount of weapons. There's, there's definitely no shortage of weapons there in Washington. There's not like an elite, elite guy. I think McLaurin's very good, but he's not like, you know, he's not Devontae Adams. He's not, I don't know, who else am I thinking of? But, you know, just like the elite of the elite, but still a very good receiver. So Washington, they have guys. It just, I don't know what to expect from this Giants defense, but what they should be able to do is get to the quarterback because as I mentioned, I don't think I mentioned this actually, but right now, uh, Sam Howell's on pace to be the most sacked quarterback in a single season. That would pass Derek, not Derek, David Carr back in that 2002 season. I think that was his rookie year. So Sam Howell, for some reason, holds on to the ball way too long. I don't think Washington's offensive line is anything great, but it's definitely not that bad where a guy should be taking that many sacks. So that's something Sam Howell has to get better at, of course. It's like 
basically his rookie year. He started like one game last year, I think. But this Giants defense should have their opportunities to get to the quarterback, and that includes guys like Dexter Lawrence and Leo and and Kayvon and whoever else fills in for uh, Ojalari, who's probably out again, Um, whether it's Boogie Basham. I want to see Ojalari. Is he out this game? Um, Can't find him for some reason. Oh, yeah, he's on IR. I forgot. Yes, so Ojalari is uh, not in this game, obviously, but it's, it's a shame what's happening to him. Um, for the Giants offense, I mean, who's the QB one? I do believe it's going to be Tyrod and, you know, not to sound like a Daniel Jones hater, but, you know, Tyrod did run the offense better last week. They looked to, you know, move the ball more. Obviously they left a lot of points out on the field because they should have had plenty more than nine points, whatever they had, because they got to the one yard line twice, um, should have at least been 15 and probably could have been more. So just, uh, you know, some bad timing there for the Giants offense, but they were able to move the ball, which is important. They got Saquon back last week and he looked, you know, pretty horrible the first half, but ripped off those big, uh, those two big runs in the start of the fourth quarter. So hopefully, uh, you know, Saquon looks all right in this game. He's not on the injury report anymore. Um, But receiver-wise, I mean, the Giants, you know, their receivers haven't been awful this year. We did see Darius Slayton have a nice game last week. I I do think with Tyrod pushing the ball downfield more, that helps a guy like a Darius Slayton. That helps a guy like a Jalen Hyatt. And I listen, I'm going to call my shot right now. I think Hyatt has a touchdown this week. I think it's going to happen. I think this is the week where Jalen Hyatt scores a long touchdown. Um not going to bet on it, but I just have a gut feeling. Like, I feel like the commanders, they let up these big plays, and Jalen Hyatt was playing more snaps last week, and Tyrod Taylor throws the ball deep. He likes to. So I'm going to say this is the week Jalen Hyatt has a long touchdown. We'll see if it happens, but I feel like it could happen. Um, but Washington, they have some good corners. Of course, Kendall Fuller's been around forever. He's still playing at a very high level. Um, Benjamin St. Juice is, what, in year two, three, I forget now, year three now, yeah, so he's been playing some good football, former Minnesota golfer, he, you know, was a guy who I believe, what was he, a third round pick, but he was lanky, and there were some concerns with him, but so far, he's had, you know, a nice NFL career so far, Um, you know, Cameron Curl at safety, they have good guys in their secondary, like this defense for Washington, once again, they have names, even Jamin Davis now in year three has been looking a bit better, so, you know, obviously they have their defensive line of Chase Young and, and Allen, Payne, Sweat. They have, you know, a bunch of great names there. So it's kind of surprising why this team is not better defensively. But, you know, so far it hasn't looked good for them. I think even the Broncos put up a lot of points on them. So, you know, the Giants offense has no excuse not to put up points this week. They should be able to do it. I'm hoping for at least two offensive touchdowns. I know it's been a, a huge drought for this Giants offense, but this should be a week where they can, uh, you know, put up some points offensively. My concern, of course, is the Giants defense. And if you flip to the other side of the ball, you look at, you know, as I said, McLaurin, Samuel, Logan Thomas, Jahan Dotson. Um, Washington's offensive line is not that bad it's not good but it's not that bad either it's like a middle of the pack maybe a bit below average um but the Giants defense I mean we'll see if a Dory Jackson plays I know he was questionable with the neck injury I believe it was but you know he's he was logging uh limited practices the entire week so I'm hoping he's fine but you never know with these freaking neck injuries a lot of guys have neck injuries with the Giants it's weird um but 
Yeah, I mean, this commander's offense is a bit scary. If Sam Howell has one of those games where he looks right, and I do believe last week he had a really good game versus the Falcons. He had like three touchdowns, no turnovers. He was looking good. Not a lot of passing yards, but even the Thursday nighter before that, Howell had a bunch of passing yards. I forget if he had a turnover in that Bears game. I feel like he may have had one, but still, like he's been looking a bit better lately. So I'm still not like the biggest Sam Howell guy. He's kind of like you know, Baker Mayfield in a way. Like I, I like Baker, but I don't know. I think Baker's arm's a bit better. But anyway, um, you know, Hell can make things happen. He knows how to extend plays. His his escapability is very good. So the Giants defensive line has to make sure they get him. Um they should know because they played Josh Allen last week who was extending plays, you know, play after play after play. There were a couple plays, I think, in the third quarter where Kayvon Thibodeau looked like he had Josh Allen like wrapped up. And of course Josh Allen found a way to get out of that, and that's part of what makes him great. But Sam Howell also has some great escapability. No, he's not built like Josh Allen. Um, Howell is kind of a small guy, I think, for an NFL quarterback. He is 6'1", 220. So, yeah, not like the biggest quarterback, but he plays bigger than he is, I guess. So that's uh, something to be concerned about. And I mentioned the weapons. I mean, you know, the Giants' corners. I mean, I feel like Deontay Banks has had a nice year. He he has not, like, graded out well PFF-wise, but I, I feel like – He's looked better than I think most rookie quarter uh, rookie cornerbacks um, have looked, and in, in, even in the past. So, you know, Deontay is fine to me. Adoree Jackson has graded very low this year. I mean, not the best tackling by him, but I feel like last week Adoree was definitely more up for the task. Even Cordell Flott has looked pretty good this year. I have to give him credit. Like even his tackling for a guy who weighs 175 has been very impressive. So, you know, hopefully the Giants can find a way to not let Terry McLaurin take over the game or, you know, Curtis Samuel has been a really good, like, gadget player for them and he takes handoffs sometimes, so... You know, but stopping the runs big too. Brian Robinson is a guy who, when the commanders have a positive game script, which is some, sometimes the problem for Brian Robinson, because if the commanders get down by a lot, they kind of get away from the run. And that was very evident on that Thursday night game versus the Bears when they got down like 14 nothing right off the bat. So if they're playing in a neutral game script or a positive game script, Brian Robinson's a good running back to have. And he's a guy that can ship away. He's not going to break off any like monster, like 60 yard touchdown runs. You know, I don't think so at least, but um, he's a guy that can, you know, just have four yards, six yards, eight yards, and just, you know, go up and down the field. So, you know, getting the commanders in a hole early would be nice, but we'll see if they can do that. I think that's pretty much it for this game. Time's a factor right now. I actually have to like get out of here soon but i'm gonna you know do the nfl spread picks and uh, pretty quickly but anyway um i think that's it i think the giants win this game I, I for some reason think it's gonna happen um if they come out with that same passion energy that they did against the bills they can beat a team like the commanders there's no doubt about it i think the commanders are a pretty average football team so maybe even below average they're kind of weird you don't know what team is going to show up with them it's just like you know one week they can look like um a real playoff team and the next week they can look like you know Ron Rivera is about to get fired so you know they're kind of a weird team like that you look up and down their schedule like they got blown out versus the Bills they got you know they competed with the Eagles I'll give them that they competed with the Eagles they probably could have won that game but they got blown out by the Bears like they've had a weird season so far so I don't know they were down 21-3 in Denver they came back and won that game so it's it's been a really like tough team to predict for the most part but we'll see what happens in this matchup um, but now let's get into the NFL spread picks for week number seven all right so i'm gonna do it like this this week and just go through every game there's no need for a face cam on these but anyway we start with the commanders at the giants the giants are three point underdogs i mentioned already
property. I'm feeling the Giants this week. I'm going to take them as a plus three at home. I do think they will definitely compete in this game and have a chance to win. The Falcons are at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favorites by two and a half. Um, that's a tough one. I feel like the Bucks have a decent run defense. I don't know if Bijan Robinson can get going, but he probably will through the air anyway. Um, I'll take Tampa. I'll take Tampa minus two and a half. They had a rough game last week. They should bounce back, in my opinion. I still kind of believe in that team. Uh, Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens should be a fun game. I'm taking Baltimore. I think this is a really good spot for Baltimore. Um, I think a lot of the public is completely bought in on the Lions and think they're, you know, Super Bowl contenders now and everything. But I, I think Baltimore, like, they'll find an ugly way to win this game. So I'll take Baltimore minus three. Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. I don't even know how you bet the Patriots anymore. Um, I tried doing it last week, and I had that game won from a betting standpoint, but Mac Jones decided to take a safety, so that still pisses me off. But anyway, um, I will take the I'll take the Bills, whatever. I'll take the Bills minus 7.5. I just once again think this Patriots team is god-awful. Um, I actually did not go through my record last week. I was 6-8 and eight last week. Um, had a couple really tough losses. I mentioned the freaking Mac Jones taking a safety one. Um, what else was in there? I forget. But yeah, they had Seattle lost by uh, four. They were a plus three, so that sucked. Anyway, um, so my season record now is 44, 43, and one. So it was still over 500. We'll take it. Um, all right. Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts. I think Deshaun Watson's back. I know they elevated PJ Walker to the practice squad just now, but I do believe that. Deshaun Watson's back. I'm going to look it up real quickly, but I don't think I saw any, uh, you know, Schefter tweet or anything like that. I'm going to search Watson on Twitter, see if that comes up. Um, I don't know, nothing really yet, but I, I'm going to assume he's fine. Maybe they just elevated him for the, uh, you know, just for the concern of like, okay, maybe he gets hurt or something during the game. So anyway, I will take the Browns minus three and a half. Their defense is very legit. I have concerns about the, um, Indianapolis Colts being able to run the ball. I think this Browns run defense is like historically good. Like I forget what the number is, but like, I don't know. They're just, they're really good. There's some type of advanced stat where like, they're just not allowing running backs to get anything against them. So I'm going to take the Browns here at minus three and a half and we'll see if Gardner Minshew can beat this team. Um, Las Vegas Raiders at the Chicago Bears. Talk about a freaking snooze fest. I think the Raiders have a backup quarterback in too because of the injury to um, to Garoppolo. So it's either Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. I don't really know. The Bears have that random dude from, uh, what the hell was that college? I forget now. I forget the guy's name now. But anyway. A quarterback who definitely has no arm. I watched him throw a couple deep balls last week. It was ugly. So I guess I'll take the Raiders. I would just feel very stupid taking the Bears given their situation and a quarterback who I just, I don't know. It's, it's going to be such a bad game. I don't even know how you watch this thing. But anyway, um, the Cardinals are at the Seahawks. The Cardinals are eight-point underdogs. I mean, Seattle hasn't been that impressive this year. I feel like, you know, this is a game where Ken Walker will probably go nuclear. So if you have Ken Walker in a fantasy, congrats. He's probably going to have a freaking monster game. But I don't know. I don't love Seattle, man. Like, I just, I did coming into the year, but they've just been kind of, 
I don't know, they've been kind of iffy. Like, they they look okay some weeks, but then there's some weeks they look horrible. They put up 13 points last week against Cincinnati. Oh, this is tough. This is really tough. I guess I'll take Arizona plus 8, you know, because it's a divisional matchup. Maybe that helps, but I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. I definitely would not bet this game. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Rams. This is interesting, too. I think I will take the Steelers. I'm a sucker for the Steelers and Mike Tomlin and everything, so I'll, I'll take the Steelers. The Rams lost their, you know, first two running backs, Kyron Williams and and Ronnie Rivers. So we'll see if they can run the ball this week. I'm sure they can pass the ball, but you know, I feel like the Rams' offensive line has had their bad moments, and we know that Pittsburgh can get to the quarterback with T.J. Watt and all those guys. So I will take the Steelers plus three. This is a good one. The Chargers are a uh, five and a half point underdog at Kansas City, a 4:25 game. I think I'm going to take the Chiefs. Am I? Am I, though? I think I will. Eh, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to take... Nah, this is a tough one. I'm going to take the Chargers. I feel like they always do play the Chiefs pretty close. Um, I could be remembering like one or two specific games, but I feel like they play them close enough. So I'll, I'll take the Chargers plus five and a half. I'm going to hate myself for that one. Um, Green Bay Packers at Denver Broncos. The Packers coming off a bye. Give me Green Bay minus one. I'm going to hope that Jordan Love doesn't look as bad as he has the past few weeks, but... I don't know, you know, they get Aaron Jones back, which is big for that offense, like the Packers offense just could not function without him for some reason, but Aaron Jones back is a big thing for them, Um, so yeah, I'll take Green Bay minus one on the road, Um, the Miami Dolphins are two and a half point underdogs at Philadelphia, so this is a great game, probably a very high over under, Um, Miami's a two and a half point underdog, I think I will take Philly. I think most of the public will probably take Miami, but I'm going to take Philly because going against the public is mostly a good thing. I don't have much of a reason for it. I do think Philly's offense probably gets more back to normal in this game. Of course, they looked horrible versus the Jets last week, but I do think versus this Miami defense where you can beat them in certain areas, I think they can kind of beat them with the long ball. So, you know, maybe Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown is a big game. So I think Philly can win this one. I'll take the Eagles minus two and a half. Um, Monday night, we have the 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. There is no Justin Jefferson, of course. The Niners may not have Christian McCaffrey. We'll see. So if you have him in fantasy, then that sucks. Because having like a guy on Monday night that you're not sure if he's going to play or not is a very crappy thing. If you have like Elijah Mitchell or uh, Jordan Mason behind him, then you're probably fine. But still, um, I think, oh man, this is a tough one too. Because I, I feel like Kirk Cousins may have one of those games where he's just overwhelmed and it's prime time and he just may look horrible. But seven points is a lot. Like, Minnesota's not that bad. I think I'll take the Vikings. I'll take the Vikings plus seven. Once again, I'll probably hate myself for that one, so whatever. So that is going to do it. Uh, there's a lot of teams on bye this week, so there's not many games. But anyway, that's going to do it. Hope you guys enjoy the video. Hopefully the Giants find a way to win this game. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next time.